Today's sponsor for TFE is brought to you by Amazon's Audible.com service, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio. Welcome back everybody to TFE Radio Trinidad, episode 3 for Saturday, November 14th, 2020. Happy Diwali everybody, the Festival of Lights is upon us once again. It is our first Diwali under the current circumstances as we say the new norm. I hope that otherwise everyone still is very safe. And having a wonderful, wonderful Diwali, especially if you're in Trinidad. Um, I hope everybody is safe, sound, doing well, enjoying this auspicious occasion. And in case you don't know, I am your humble host and narrator, the one and only James Strength Navarro. Thank you very much for joining us here for TFE Radio Trinidad, our third episode already this is our third week and so far so great thank you for all the incredible feedback all walks of life have been coming at me in the last few weeks and saying you know uh, wonderful show and great voice and blah 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 and just you know really pleasant 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 compliments and I'm very happy and very pleased that you the listener of the entire TFE radio network uh, whether you listen to one show two shows three shows you know you're entertained you're informed you know you um, you like the sound of my voice and you like what's coming out of this voice and you know just the vibe I hope that you're all enjoying the vibe and continue to enjoy the vibe of this particular show TFE Radio Trinidad and all the other network uh, branded shows TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored and of course TFE Radio Wrestling for you the wrestling fans and I know a lot of you Trinidadians are very big wrestling fans and of course you're thankfully also listening to all three shows right now as you would notice um, the first time if you had heard the show or shows uh, the first week on Halloween night there was uh, if you were going to our main distribution which was anchor you would see that you could um, you could press play and you listen to the entire in total th- three shows almost three hours and 25 minutes or you could stop it at some point but now the way that it's been uploaded on anchor for example it's now done one show after the other so it's not grouped together in a little nice neat package it is actually <clears throat> excuse me it is actually um uploaded individually so you can literally just go from there download it individually and listen to it individually listen to it together still if you like but i made it a little bit more simpler for you the listener but again let's talk about some diwali time it is diwali in toronto it's diwali in trinidad it's diwali in india it's diwali in pakistan it's diwali everywhere if you are a self-respecting hindu you are out there and you're celebrating somehow hopefully keeping very very low profile They've said here in Toronto that if you are not living with your immediate family to try to just keep it to uh, members of your actual household that live under the same roof as you and not get into too many big social gatherings as you know things are uh, we're kind of considered a red zone right now in Toronto. Uh, 
for spiking cases but we'll get too much into that because i don't want to get flagged also but at the same time i have to do inform all of you that you live abroad that are trinidadian or you're not trinidadian that uh you know toronto's hit a bit of a red zone a bit of a sh uh um you know a bit of um yeah just a red zone and and, and uh, hopefully we can come out of it and uh, the cases drop, everything else is drop, and then finally we can do some traveling. Like I've been mentioning the last couple of weeks, myself personally, I would love to and will come to Trinidad finally when all this is over with and the gates open. I say the pearly gates to my first vacation and my first visit with my family back home in Trinidad, getting an opportunity to reintroduce myself and reacquaint myself with my family and my friends uh, meeting some people for the first time there as well and of course obviously making new friends and 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 drumming up some business also for this show and for my company going over to Trinidad and uh, experiencing the sights and sounds and why I uh, fell in love with the country from the very beginning. I mean, again, I was born a Trinidadian, so, uh, but there's nothing like being back home, being in Trinidad. And I say back home because Trinidad is home to me. Uh, Toronto is home to me. Ca Toronto, Canada is home to me. But, uh, you know, Trinidad is always going to be home. And speaking of which, you know, um, as I said, we have Diwali here in Toronto. I know what it's like to experience Diwali in Toronto with my mother or my aunt or, you know, whoever else. But as I had mentioned uh, a week or two ago, I want to know what it's like to experience Diwali in Trinidad because I've been giving videos and pictures of what, for example, some of my loved ones do the, uh, or did uh, up until this year, uh, you know, bigger gatherings, of course. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I ate something kind of um with a little bit of pepper in it, so it's kind of working the, th the throat a little bit. <laughs> but uh, let me just take a little sip of water here. I was going to say that um, I've seen what it's like to, as I open my water bottle, Excuse me. I just came off of eating that thing with some pepper in it. And also I was recording uh, TFE radio uncut and uncensored. There you go. Seal it up. Can't have any equipment getting damaged here with this water. Uh, the videos I've received of how things have been done with my loved ones in particular have been you know fireworks and you know little sparklers and stuff like that for the little kids you know for the little babies you know of course you know <coughs> excuse me I'm, I'm clearing my throat this entire show this is totally unprofessional okay all you just bear with me okay well <laughs> uh, just dancing in the streets and just having a good time and music and you know great food and you know, vegetarian food, of course, vegetarian food, no meat, no meat on Diwali. But just having, you know, the opportunity to experience the sight and sounds through these pictures and videos, I'm very grateful to my one loved one in particular who gave me all those videos and pictures over the last few years. Thank you for that. And, uh, you know, I, but I, it's, 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 it, there's nothing like actually being there, you know what I mean? And I hope, I know I will. I will be in Trinidad one of these years, hopefully coming soon. Hopefully next, well, I can't even say next year because, again, I've been repeating this over and over. Trinidad is on lockdown until 2021. I really hope it doesn't go that long. But again, I hope that this whole, you know, ordeal that we're all going through ends so that there is no question of a doubt that... There's no doubt of question. There's no question of a doubt. Yeah, I said that right. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> that the we could start to travel again, and we could start to go out and and finally visit. You know, uh, our our peoples, our families, our loved ones in TNT, back home in Trinidad, and enjoy ourselves again. 
and I would love to come to Trinidad for Diwali as I mentioned last week and really experience the real true essence of what it's like to experience Trinidad you know a Diwali in Trinidad you know that's like a great movie a great documentary you know that's that's film footage waiting to happen from yours truly or or anybody else I'm probably putting some ideas in some people's heads right now but a documentary about what life is like uh, and what it's like to celebrate Diwali in Trinidad that would be an awesome thing to see because a lot of people don't get a chance to travel or or go back to Trinidad to sort of take in the sights and sounds that they're missing if they're living in a New York or living in a Miami or living in a Toronto or living in the UK somewhere in England or you know or living in different different parts of the world and that piece of footage is definitely a must so if it's not me right now it's got to be one of you and again I encourage you know all of you who are listening you know don't let anything or let this you know backwards back home sort of mentality with the old heads say that you can't do something pick up a camera you know take some photos or or you know become a model or become a a youtuber or become a a podcaster Uh, i still have yet to see anybody doing a all things trinidad podcast i really don't see it i haven't seen it yet unless somebody can prove it or show it to me uh, I guess this is one of the kind right now, TFE Radio Trinidad, where it's all things Trinidad related and all things Trinidad talk. And of course, again, we're not forgetting Tobago. Tobago is a beautiful place. As I said last week, I'm going to get into uh, the time I had gone to Tobago and what it was like to be in Tobago for the first time ever, having been to Trinidad so many times, including living there. Tobago, I hadn't been there for the first time until... I hadn't been there any other time until the first time in February 1995, which is what I meant to say. But uh, we'll get to the Tobago story or stories at some other point. Right now, I just like to ex- uh, experience. <laughs> I like to experience the talk of thinking about being in Diwali. Like how I just, you know, wrapped an enigma around a riddle, or, you know. But um, I, I'm just rambling here. Let's focus. <laughs> Diwali in Trinidad is, from what I gather, the best place to go to to experience the Festival of Lights. It really is. I mean, i just seen how my loved ones do it, and it is just fantastic. And I know I've heard so many stories, so many wonderful stories about what it's like to be there, you know, for that time of year, and, you know... Trinidad is known to be the place where you have to go there for specific times of the year. Carnival, of course, is number one on the list, but Diwali is another one. Uh, Christmas is another one that I'd like to experience in Trinidad. Uh, To be honest, I would really just like, and I've said this, I think the night uh, that the launch of the network happened, when I did the first episode of TFU Radio Trinidad, I would like to see what it's like to experience Halloween in Trinidad. Just to curl up with my loved ones and watch some good old-fashioned scary horror movies and have some nice wicked little snacks. I know my one particular loved one loves popcorn. Um, you know, all kinds of different snacks. You know, Trini snacks or just regular type of snacks that you know we all eat all the time. Uh, you know, some good food, whatever, and just sit in the dark and watch some good old-fashioned horror movies. That would be awesome to do in Trinidad. I got big plans for Trinidad in case you haven't figured this out. I definitely do. But it's all good. You know, I, um, like, as I said, this, this podcast is the good, the bad, and the ugly about Trinidad. But I'm giving you all the positives. And Diwali to be there to experience... The, the amazing um, vegetarian food, um, the the sights, the sounds, the feel, the look, the, 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 the sort of pageantry, you know, because I think that's, that's something that I'm kind of, I'm missing and I want to experience. I've been to Trinidad so many times, but I have not been there 
for specific times that I've just mentioned that I wish and hope and pray that eventually I will get the opportunity to experience with I think a lot of you I think that you should also seek out a vacation around these certain times of the year uh, I think there is also uh, yeah I think I mentioned all the big the big holidays in Trinidad that is the best time of year to go and experience you know and just sort of get away from everything but um I just really feel like I don't want to say I don't f I, I I I dislike uh, Diwali in Toronto. I do not dislike it at all. I love it. I do love it. I do love it. But um, it's usually done very small on a small scale here with me. Uh, going to Trinidad with my loved ones there. Some of them are not even Hindu, and they still celebrate it. They still celebrate. Diwali and and all the the lovely things that goes along with it and they just love the experience so I personally have chosen that once again borders open I go over to Trinidad I'm going to make sure I'm there for Diwali to really experience and then going to the temple and everything uh, the temple by the sea uh, I've, I don't think I've ever mentioned the temple by the sea on this particular show at the moment I have been there quite a few times in the uh, mid to late 90s when I used to go back and forth to Trinidad to see my loved ones and uh, see my family and friends and whatnot. And a Temple by the Sea is a place that I would love to experience to go and um, have Diwali, like, like have my prayers or whatever I, I plan to do when I go for that time period. Temple by the Sea is a beautiful, 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 beautiful temple. It literally is by the sea. It's by the a, a big giant body of water, and just it's so breathtaking. And it's unfortunate I had heard not long ago, uh, or maybe it was a little bit longer than a while ago, that uh, there was just some vandalism uh, that was caused to this holy ground of um, Hinduism. But uh, I know that they've cleaned it up, and it looks better than ever, and it looks great. Again, I've had some of my family members, my one particular family member, who had sent me pictures of when they had gone uh, not that long ago, a couple years back. And, uh, you know, they, they live in Trinidad, obviously, but they got a chance to uh, go to a place that some of them, including this one particular individual, had been at the temple by the sea with me when I was uh, frequenting uh, trips to Trinidad you know um, and it was just nice it was nice to see the temple by the sea and seeing how wonderful and just very astonishing and very um, just bedazzling it, it looks you know to the naked eye um, but yeah so for me my goal is Trinidad Diwali going temple by the sea or just going to a regular other temple and just experiencing the sights and the sounds the food the the company you know the the, the positive chitter chatter you know and just having a nice good time and just celebrating this wonderful religion that we call hinduism and hindu um, you know hinduism is a part of my family along with christianity and i am a proud uh, I, I would say Hindu or uh, unofficial Hindu. I'm not christened as a Hindu just yet. I eventually want to be uh, christened or baptized as a, as a Hindu, however way you want to put it. I want to fully uh, convert. So uh, if it doesn't happen right now, it eventually will happen. But I mean, you know, I, I, I don't put stress or, or um, time restraints on anything. But anyhow... Um, I hope that you all are keeping safe during this uh, time of holy prayer. Um, I know that there is obviously a trying time that's still ahead of us, and hopefully we can overcome all of that. And this time next year for Diwali, we have an opportunity to go back to normal and really enjoy Diwali to its fullest with the bigger gatherings of people and, you know, going to the temples and whatnot and, you know, and unfortunately places of, 
of worship uh, here in Toronto have been closed down due to uh, too many large gatherings, but we're going to get past all of this. I very much am very, very confident about that. We definitely will overcome and we shall succeed. And as we say in Trinidad, you know, together we aspire, together we achieve. Well, that's what it takes right now. We need to work together in order to beat this thing so we can get back to the new norm and maybe even institute a lot of positive changes and things that we can do as people that we have never experienced before to even uh, change things up so that, you know, not, you know, not everything becomes too stagnant. We can go and do stuff that we not normally would do like around a Diwali or a Christmas or the Satna third. Um, I'm not even going to speak about what I talked about last week as my Trini food craving of the week because this is a meatless show right now because <laughs> it's Diwali. But you can go back and listen to last week's episode and what I talked about there. But uh, having said that, I would love to experience Diwali in Trinidad and I will. But for some of you who, when again, the borders open up, you come over this side. It will be nice for you all to experience what a, um, a Diwali in Toronto is like. It is beautiful. And, you know, people do pop off the fireworks, you know, in the neighborhoods and, you know, by the buildings and whatever else as well. You know what I mean? Depending on where you live. And it is a very joyous occasion over here as well. You know, it's um, nothing crazy, nothing too low profile, but nothing too high profile. But it's just sort of perfect right in between there. And so if you are a Trinidadian that lives abroad, if you live in Trinidad itself and you'd like to experience Diwali in Toronto, I strongly and highly urge and suggest that you do so. Take that opportunity, you know, and, and experience what may even be a little bit different for you, the listener, the Trinidadian who's coming from Trinidad or coming from a different part of the world and coming to Toronto to experience our version of the celebration of life and the celebration of the festival of lights so anyhow i think that's it for this segment i've um, once again rambled on i hope i'm making sense um, but you know eventually just to, on the side note though to add when i eventually get my opportunity to experience uh diwali in trinidad I do also want to experience Diwali in India. That's a goal of mine. I think that that would be beautiful to experience. And plus, you know, it's in my bloodline. I am um, Indian, Trinidadian as well. So I have to go to the other motherland and see how it's done, you know, for this wonderful festival, this wonderful, special, auspicious occasion known as Diwali. Having said that, this is the end of this first segment for TFU Radio Trinidad, Episode 3. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Amazon's Audible service is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash TFE Radio and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash TFE Radio. That's www.audibletrial.com slash TFE Radio and get started today. Welcome back, everybody, to TFE Radio Trinidad, episode 3, for Saturday, November 14th. It is Diwali Day 2020, and we're back here for a second segment. And I wanted to get into part 2 of what I started last week, and that is when I lived in Trinidad, January of 1987 to forever. I really thought it was going to be forever. Now, I got into some things, basically, when I had touched down in Trinidad in 87, what it was like for me, uh, got into it a little bit, but I want to pick up from there, and I want to get into how it was like this time around now, uh, when I was eight years old, I had moved to Trinidad, as I had mentioned to you last week, 
and before that, uh, the week before, uh, I had moved to Trinidad with my mother and my stepfather, as they had recently had gotten married a month or two before, in November of '86, and the plan was to move to Trinidad. Now, I've covered all this. Go back and listen to the previous episode of TFE Radio Trinidad, episode two, and you can get caught up with how I started this story in the first place, but we're moving forward. So eventually, as I had mentioned, I had uh, a very bad run-in with a particular teacher in, um, in my school who was very physically abusive and just a very scary person to deal with. My stepfather had come down to the school, put the fear of God in her, and the rest was history. Now, speaking of school, I quickly had to reestablish myself, you know, being in a new school, let alone a new country. I established myself everywhere I ever went because I always was being tested as I was the new kid. And being uh, in school in Trinidad, starting school, was no different. I was going to be tested didn't matter how um, you know how dark my skin was how light my skin was how in between my skin was whatever that means but I was going to be tested and I remember when I was outside and you know I had to wear the uniform and everything as well um, I believe I wore shorts I wore shorts and I wore the uh, the, the standard form uh, for eight years old uh, when um it came to school time at that time. I don't remember what that was. I think it was standard something. I think one of the lower standards. Ha ha ha, very funny. But um, <laughs> I remember sort of like in a line formation type. And this one particular um, guy, I guess, uh, you know, he was my age at that time. And he asked me one question. And this is where I learned immediately that I have to learn how to sink or swim in Trinidad. Just from how I was being approached and what questions I was being asked and basically just, you know, being interrogated. But the one question that this particular kid asked me was, how many years you have? I responded with two. Now, a lot of you who are Trinidadian understand what I was really being asked. It wasn't. <laughs> it it wasn't like you know any other question except for it is what it is. How many years do you have? And I thought I am going to answer with two, because it just sounded like the right answer. But I wasn't really understanding what the question was because I wasn't a- asked that question in that way before, and I wasn't asked that question. Period. To be honest, let's be real here. An individual was standing beside me. Uh, uh, he helped me out. He, he was actually coming right from Canada himself. He was coming from Toronto, apparently, from what I remember. And he said, uh, "So he was also new there. I forgot the gentleman's name, or he was, you know, uh, he was new to the country as well. Like he was new living in the country also. So he was in the same boat as me. And he's like." He's, he whispered to me, he said, he's asking you how old you are. And I said, oh, I immediately fired back at the kid. And uh, not the one who just informed me, but the, um, the kid that was playing the role of the bully and the teacher and everything. I immediately fired back at him and said, I'm eight years old. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right, take it easy, take it easy. But... It was my tone and my aggressiveness, even as an eight-year-old at that time, you know, reasserting myself in a country that I'm sure I had been there before, but asserting myself for the first time as a young adult, um, you know, or as a ch- as a kid, like an eight-year-old. I've had to do this over and over and over, no matter if it was in Trinidad or it was here. I had to reassert my my aggressiveness and my stance of not taking shit from anyone, and this was no different. As I had mentioned before, I was a little badass, you know, I was a little badass and and here I was being made fun of and, you know, I've been made fun of throughout my years, but I never, you know, like now, 
I don't I I'm comfortable enough in my skin to laugh at myself. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my own just being to laugh at myself, make fun of myself, and you know. And it's it's in at the expense of of getting a good laugh and not taking myself too seriously. But when I fired back at this kid and said, "I have," I go, "I'm eight years old," and he was like, "All right, okay, take it easy, whatever, whatever." I was like, you know, I was ready. I was ready to, to for for this to jump off into something else. But, you know, he took my answer and he, you know, he was trying to come, you know, calm me down somewhat because I got all tanked up because I was like, no one's gonna make a fool of me. No one's going to make a joke out of me. I can guarantee you that from now. And you know what? It, it was the day that it sort of helped her um, catapult what later would happen with me pretty early on. Um, and aside from 87, and that was, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an aggressive person, and I don't take shit from anybody, uh, but at the same time, I have a very sensitive side. It's like, um, like what Tupac said. And, you know, I quoted him in the last um, the last show that I did on uh, TFE Radio on Cut and Uncensored, which I had just recorded before the show, as I mentioned earlier. It's like what Tupac said. You know, the reason I'm so aggressive is because I'm so sensitive. And, yeah, I am so sensitive at times. I've grown to compartmentalize certain things in my head. But that particular day when I was in school for the first time and that little kid asked me how many years I have and I answered with two and he and the rest of them all laughed at me I said that's never gonna happen again and lo and behold would you know it it never happened again while I was in Trinidad unfortunately that was the beginning of my school uh, term and this was the beginning of me now getting uh, acquainted with life in Trinidad getting used to life in Trinidad including going to school in Trinidad <clears throat> so I established myself as a pretty tough kid that, you know, is quiet, but, you know, don't mess around with me at all because, you know, it could end pretty badly for, you know, whoever is trying to test me. But, you know, it's always been love. Um, People are, people have always tested me and people have always questioned, you know, oh, you're so light skinned or this or that, you know, you're trendy, but how come you look like this? What's a trendy supposed to look like, right? I mean, back then, in 87, when I eventually fitted, uh, you know, like a hand to a glove living in Trinidad, as I was getting more and more used to it, it was just like, okay, Uh, I was getting more and more used to the way that people spoke. And I mean, even to this day, I'm still getting used to how, um, like, my family members say certain things. And sometimes I have to, like, just listen carefully so that I'm not answering in a stupid way. I, I understand what they're saying now. But like I said back then, when that question was being asked of me, I didn't know. And I don't mind telling you, the listener, the supporter of myself and my company and this show, this network, that I did not know what I was doing once I was being asked that question. I don't know where the number two came out from when it came out. And I was laughed at, but like I said, never again. And that's how it was, is that just sort of trying to establish myself as a fixture in Trinidad while at the same time not being the wreck of the country or being the wreck of that village or being the wreck of that area with all these like little bully kids and all this, you know, some adults are even bullies themselves. I mean, I experienced quite a few of them firsthand, including in the school itself, like that teacher I had mentioned, you know, the um, the afro Trinidad woman who did that you know and and beat me and all that my stepfather had come down and dealt with her i don't know what he said to her or you know i know he said something to the effect of you know you're not going to touch my kid or whatever but um you're not going to do that again you're going to learn how this goes and you know he came to my rescue um and he dealt with a teacher like i mentioned last week i've got plenty of stories about living in trinidad Uh, enough to facilitate uh, a lot of shows upcoming so we're going to be diving in you know ever so slowly into some of these stories when I lived in Trinidad when I used to visit Trinidad uh, like I said this is all things Trinidad related and I had 
uh, seriously considered that after you know I was being asked that question by that kid and I established myself that you know like was I just appeasing uh, everybody about being living in Trinidad right now because it was it was pretty difficult for me to get used to everything and it was I think it was more difficult for me to get used to the people you know because some people were good some people were not so good some people were bad some people were worse you know and and I um I quickly learned that even at eight years old that it, again I've used this before in previous uh, uh, conversations that it's either sink or swim um, and if you don't sink then you're definitely going to be able to swim through these these shark infested waters of this thing called life and people trying to test you and then make fun of you and whatever whatever like I said I fucked up I didn't know what I was being asked you know it was not a question I was accustomed to you know I and you know here it was I think I um I I quickly learned that I cannot let anyone make jokes of me at my expense even at that age. But like I said, throughout the years I've been able to laugh at myself a lot more. You know, it's the sign of a of a true real well-rounded person. Um so when I lived in Trinidad, also, just to touch on this, is that as I was going to school, and again I'll get to the school stuff and the school stories uh, more to more about that in the the coming weeks, but I learned many things going to that school, and I learned to sort of adapt and try to do a lot better in school. Uh, I learned to. Um, do my times tables now I didn't always get it right but I learned but it wasn't because of the teacher you know who my stepfather put the fear of God in eventually that you know had me sort of scared stiff or straightened up my math game or whatever the case may be I learned to make learning uh, fun for myself and you know I'm not going to say there was all bad apples as teachers in Trinidad no there's a lot of good apples, a lot of very lovely, wonderful people. I don't know if they're still around. I'm sure one or two of them might be, but, you know, I develop a rapport with my teachers and I develop this, this very uh, comfortable um, environment within an environment that was not so comfortable for me still. And I, I did... Um, I did a lot of things that um, tried to make myself feel more comfortable because as I got more used to the people and I got to making more friends and learning and finding out more about my own family as, a, uh, as well as getting to know um, a lot of my stepfather's family, I was learning many things. And one of the things I also learned was uh, how to be self-sufficient not to rely on everybody to do everything for me I mean anything short of driving myself to school I was doing it myself you know and I quickly established I quickly established myself but you know as the time goes on and the stories get more plentiful and more detailed and thorough you'll learn what happened to me next when I was in Trinidad but I'll tell you I loved being a Trinidadian from Canada in Trinidad because it was almost like I was an alien. It was almost like uh, I was, um, I was like um, Bigfoot, like a Sasquatch, you know. And people were watching me. But the thing is, it wasn't so crazy like that, you know. Later on in life, as I got older, as a teenager, and I would go to Trinidad. I really got eyes focused on me, but I will get to that at some other point. And a lot of it wasn't for uh, positive reasons. But I, having gone to live in Trinidad and having then uh, gaining and garnering a lot of things that were cool to me, even from there, and, and going to places like Gulf City and going to KFC uh, and, and 
you know, I mentioned KFC um, last week. Uh, of course, I can't speak about that now because, you know, it's it's an all non-meat show <laughs> as it's duality. But I was actually a couple months short of, of getting to experience my first Diwali in Trinidad at that time because I left in July of 87. I think it was the, uh, the end of July of 87. So when I also was getting used to the travel and the going up and down the hill and picking up this one and picking that one up for school and going to school early and doing my times tables and having my little notebooks and everything was brand new and fresh and you know bought and you know by my stepfather and my mother i had everything i had everything and i will give you a story as the existence of this show continues about how the best things in life are not free <laughs> and this was a lesson in um, the school of hard knocks going to school but i'll get into that some other time but here i was you know this little guy in trinidad and getting to know my my cousins and my uncles and my aunts and you know meeting people for the first time my certain loved ones that now the, the individual i mentioned in the first uh, segment about diwali i had met her for the first time um by a way of her aunt who you know, and we're all family. We all love each other to this day. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of family politics and bullshit in Bacchanal. But, you know, my loved one and I, we stay uh, we stay cool. We stay close. And, you know, we met when we were eight years old. And we never forgot that. So, uh, we have that very special, very rare, special relationship. And this is where I also uh, got to know... Um, my some of my blood cousins and find out and and meet them for the first time at least from what i remember meeting them for the first time at that time in 87 and of course what was never going to leave me was my love for professional wrestling was coming from by the way of my uncle uncle bob who was uh, my uncle from my stepfather's side and he was the coolest coolest dude man coolest coolest dude i recently asked him uh, I, re I recently asked about him from one of my cousins by way of my stepfather's side um, about my Uncle Bob because he was the man that brought all the wrestling tapes for me and, and helped keep me informed about what was going on in professional wrestling at that time in particular with WWF and WrestleMania 3 was coming up and, 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 and the NWA and you know the stories that he's told and my grandfather, my stepfather's father told me and certain other people about oh yeah you know Ric Flair he came down to Trinidad to wrestle and yeah it was lo and behold you know he was wrestling uh, Victor Jovica in wrestling um, in, in you know uh, wrestling there in Trinidad uh, Ric Flair years later in his autobiography uh, would talk about Trinidad and, and, and would say nothing but positive things about being in Trinidad at that time in the late in, in the mid to late 80s and uh, you know how you like that how you like the ties between wrestling and Trinidad you know that's what I said Trinidadians we love our wrestling and to this day, a lot of my loved ones and a lot of my family are still watching it, you know, on cable or satellite or whatever the case may be in Trinidad. And they love it, you know, and, and it's, it's just it's just one of those things that when I was in Trinidad that really uh, sort of kept me sane, too, because I'm like, I'm not missing my wrestling for the world. You know, it was WWF and NWA and whatever, whatever. But my Uncle Bob did right by me, man, and he really took care of me. It wasn't just the wrestling stuff, but I mean, like, you know, he took me places, took me out, and I got a chance to experience Gulf City and, and, and you know, just go out and eat and barbecue and all kinds of stuff, you know. Because, you know, I, for those of you who do not know nothing about Trinidad, you know, barbecue is a big thing to eat in Trinidad. You know, if you can get a hold of some barbecue at Trinidad, barbecue chicken, oh my god, especially like, 
like Chinese style type of barbecue chicken in Trinidad, it is to die for. I told you about KFC, you know, last week. And again, I'm trying not to speak about meat because this is supposed to be a meatless show as it is Diwali. So I'm bad. I am sinning right now. I'm stopping. I'm getting away from this. <laughs> but no, it was just a whole lot of different things that I became very used to and started to really enjoy and like about living in Trinidad. So I don't want to give you all the doom and gloom about my time living there because as i said this is the show that overall i speak about the good the bad the ugly as you already know but my time in trinidad living there i will also give you the good the bad and the ugly so yeah i did get my you know i, I got picked on the first day and you know, with that stupid question about how many years you had and i answered very stupidly with you know i'm two no i got two or i am two but i i quickly assert as myself and you know, you know the story about the Trinidad uh, uh, school going and the beats that I took for not knowing my times tables and how scared I was. I was scared. I really was scared because, you know, this teacher had fire in her eyes like she was going to murder me. And it, uh, it got settled, got fixed. And like I said last week, that teacher then became, you know, one of my more f um, my biggest fans all of a sudden. It's funny how you put the fear of God in certain people and all of a sudden they just, you know, turn into a saint around you. But um, my stepfather was a big dude and he was a bad motherfucker, I'll be honest. But, um, and you know, he's still around. He's still out there somewhere. He's still making his trips to Trinidad from what I've seen in pictures and whatnot from the same cousin by way of uh, his side. Um, but my Uncle Bob and... Um, you know, I, I became friends with a next-door neighbor by the name of Junior. Um, he was a real cool guy. Really loved him. Real cool, cool. He was um, Indian Trini. He was East Indian Trini. So he um, he uh, he and I we we developed a pre a pretty um a pretty fun relationship, and we would pretend like we were. Uh, mechanics in my stepfather's um, uh, garage there because the garage was like adjacent right next well it was not adjacent excuse me it was right next to the house that we were staying in which was my aunt's house as I mentioned last week and so Junior and I would just work on a car that was just we knew was probably never going to be fixed and we would take um, all the different materials to sand it down and and we basically we became our own little mini auto bottle sh bottle shop. Excuse me, easy for me to say. Our own little auto body shop where we would do our own repairs and stuff like that. And that's how we would pass our time and just uh, not all the time, but we would pass our time by doing certain things like that. And you know, it, it was just it was a fun fond memory of being back in back home and and learning. And by watching my stepfather, how he would fix cars and everything. And then, you know, my friend Junior would come over and he would see how my stepfather would do stuff and how other people that were working in the garage would do stuff. And then we would um, emulate everything that we're seeing and then go ahead and, and do it just the same as if, um, you know, we were mechanics as well. And... Uh, you know, Trinidad at that time was still very much developing, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like this, this thriving, like vibrant, um, amazing village or, or section of Trinidad at the time that we were living in. You know, it was, it was still developing. It was still very much like, you know, we, um, we, we, everything was very um, far distanced you know I mean uh, it wasn't as advanced like I said as it is now obviously but again this was like what almost 34 years but it was a fun time it was a fun time and it was really cool to um, have my friend junior and enjoy his company we enjoyed each other's company we can talk kinds of mischief and bacchanal and and I will also tell you when I get to part three of this particular time when I lived in Trinidad next week, I will tell you a couple of things because 
I wanted to end off this segment as we're going to get to our third and final segment of the show and wrap this puppy up and give it a nice little bow and give it to you, the people of Shortnadad and abroad. I will tell you, as I was living in Trinidad, the experiences of going to Gulf City for the first time, uh, and also uh, I will speak m- further about my Uncle Bob, and also we'll get into how I accidentally put my best friend at the time, my good friend, my best friend, my partner, Junior, in the hospital by accident. Yes, I put him in the hospital by accident. I will get into that next week. And also, I will talk to you about um, what happened when I thought, as I mentioned earlier, that the best things in life are not free. You actually have to pay for things. Just because you might be a cute kid and everybody loves you at the school doesn't mean that you're going to get anything for free. But I will get into all that next week. So I hope that you uh, enjoyed this little blast from the past real quick. And we'll get into more in-depth detail about some of these things I just mentioned next week. So we will be back after a word from our sponsor, TFE Radio Trinidad, Episode 3. Why Amazon's Audible? Amazon's Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Be sure to use our unique URL at www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio to get started today. And welcome back everybody to TFE Radio Trinidad for our third episode it is saturday november 14th 2020 once again i'm your humble host and narrator james strength navarro we are back after our commercial break here and this is our third final segment to end off this show hope you've been entertained to this point and wanted to get into the trendy food craving of the week point blank i'm going to say there is nothing that is more favorable to me than a good old hot plate of fry aloo and roti yes nothing hits the spot like fry aloo aka fried potatoes now you can't just make it any old way you have to make it the trini way the trini way of course is you cut up the potatoes you know from scratch you make it from scratch any self-respected trinidadian makes their fry aloo from scratch you peel the potatoes and you cut them up into like little slices or however way you want to make it like that but little slices for the most part add your salt and add your your pepper and pepper sauce or uh, whatever uh you know your oil and whatnot and then of course you fry it and you make your roti and then basically boom there you go simple as that doesn't take very long to prepare, doesn't take very much, a lot of skill to make it, but it is a wonderful, flavorful dish. It is something that when I used to go to Trinidad in the late 90s, uh, being and staying that I was with, uh, being that I was with my loved ones, I would get that constantly, sometimes a couple of times a day, because I loved aloo so much. And I loved, love, love fry aloo. It's one of my favorite Trini dishes of all time. I was told that if I eat so much aloo, I'm going to turn into an aloo one time. <laughs> I, I'm going to turn into an aloo. Not just one time, but many times. But uh, it was it was a good time to, to eat something so so simple. And, and not complain, not be picky. You know, when you eat it. It just it just brings a lot. It like it just bursts with flavor. You know when you hear the YouTubers on um, well YouTube <laughs> that talk about fry aloo and roti and uh, when they're cooking stuff they always talk about bursting with flavors, bursting with flavors. And, or you know you have people that I watch on YouTube that are um, uh, like have f- food experts like a Mark Weans or a um, 
uh, who else is there? Uh, Mikey Chen, who does uh, Strictly Dumpling. They t- always talk about what they're when they're eating something. It's like, oh, this is bursting with flavor. You could taste this. You could taste the coriander. You could taste this. You could taste that. But oh man, fry aloo and roti is one of my favorite favorite Trini dishes. I don't mind telling you that I can go for some right now. I, it's been a long, long time. Um, you know, certain West Indian joints down here in Toronto, of course, they have it. Uh, but nothing beats like an actual home cooked meal where it is fry aloo and roti um in particular dosti roti uh, now i've had it with boss up shot roti again these are all things that if of course if you're not trinidadian you will learn uh what the differences are let's just say that dosti roti is a bit more um a bit more thicker a bit more plain uh a bit more uh let's say white in color uh bossup shot is a bit more of a, a a bit of a darker type of color but not too much a bit more of a cream like uh color but it's clapped and what i mean by clapped the roti is like basically it's beat up like it's boss up <laughs> hence the the, the name boss up shot now we uh prepare those rotis very differently of course uh but I could usually uh, be happy with either way that it's been made. The roti, of course, I'm talking about. Uh, Boss up shot with fry aloo is just a whole nother level of flavor. So I prefer boss up shot with my fry aloo, but that's neither here nor there right now. Uh, fry aloo is the main uh, part of this entire dish. Of course, it's just the fry aloo and it's the roti. Bossup shot is my favorite to have with fry aloo, but fry aloo is the main, main thing that you gotta, you gotta prepare it in a certain type of way, as I mentioned to you just now, and then voila, there you go. Very simple, very straightforward, very much a favorite of mine. I love it. I love it. I love it. I guess I could go for some of it right now, and there you have it. Trini food cooking craving of the week. There it is. <laughs> simple as that simple as a dimple having said that ladies and gentlemen i think i have rambled and made no sense at all during this show i am <coughs> excuse me and that's one thing i'm going to stop trying to do during my shows is clearing my throat because i found it so very unprofessional <laughs> but um i always think about the video that i saw uh, a number of years ago where there was this young lady who talked about the differences between uh, the different sounds of uh, and different versions of the Trinidadian accent. And, you know, you have this kind of version of accent, you have this kind of version, you have this kind of version. Of course, she lives in Trinidad. She was born and raised in Trinidad. She lives there now. I don't know if she still lives there now, actually, because it's been a few years since I've seen this particular video. And I do not recall the young lady's name, but she hit it spot on that, you know, depending on what we're talking about, uh, Trinidadians that is is that the accent always sort of it will always be there but it's the tone of the accent uh, like if, for example um, the one that really hit home was what she was saying well you know when you're Trinidadian and you're a news reporter and then you always have that very uh, almost high influential uh type of accent where it's like today in Pearson International Airport and like you know you're very very astute and very very uh, very professional but you still hear the accent I always laugh and I go man that is so that is so dead on because it is true if you see some of the news reporters and some of the newscasters in Trinidad you know they do have that very um, uh, that very distinct way of speaking very proper very english almost like accent but it is very cool to hear because it's like this is a trinidadian reporter and you know this i don't know it's just a different kind of thing but um i try my best to sound as professional as possible you do hear my accent coming out i mean this is something i've always i've always had and when i talk it will it will come out when you hear certain words 
But I mean, I don't need to tell you. I'm pretty sure you probably have heard it so far. This being just the third episode. When I speak, you will hear the accent coming out a, a, a little bit. So, um, and then of course, I could completely turn it on and say, Look in, all you, I'm done with this show right now and I finish. And I'm going to eat some fry and roti. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could talk like that. Um... It's like, oh shit, he sounds Guyanese. No, no, I don't. I'm, I don't sound Guyanese. Don't even say that, you know. Like, and that's just it. The accents vary, and that's a whole nother story for a whole nother show. But anyhow, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm pooped. I still have a third show to do now. Um, TFU Radio Wrestling, and uh, that will be it. This will be the third round of shows in the books. But uh, I must close off this particular show because, as I said, I think I really did ramble. I think my tiredness has come through. So please, all you bear with me. Please bear with me. I'm trying my best to stay, you know, as professional as possible before I start losing my shit and start cussing out everybody. (laughs) But uh, everybody have a wonderful night, a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, a wonderful morning. You know, you know you are Trinidadian and you know you live in Trinidad when you're getting up at the ass crack of dawn, you know, four, five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning and you're already at work or you're on your way to work or you're already at the breakfast table eating your fry and roti. Uh, but you're just really getting in that mode of like, this is it, it's time to go do something. You know, Trinidadians wake up very, very early, you know, back home and... It's just the way of life. It's that hardworking mentality that is so admirable and so instilled in myself. I mean, look, it's very early right now where I'm at um, in terms of my day. But I mean, like, I'm an all-nighter. I'm a, I'm a night owl, to be honest with you. Uh, I can't get up in the morning as early as possible with the best of them. But, uh, you know, I... I I would rather prefer to do my work late at night when everybody is asleep and I feel like I'm plotting and planning, you know, my takeover of the world, you know what I mean? Like, but, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, it's, it's, it's a preference. But uh, having said that, if you like what you hear and you would like to be a part of the show in a way where you donate uh, monetarily, you could use our unique URLs for both our PayPal, which is www.paypal.me slash TFE Navarro that's T-F-E-N-A-V-A-R-R-O the money goes directly to me and I will then use it appropriately for what I need to use it for which would be obviously to better this show better this network better every content that I put out with the company and all the different people that I could pay and not to mention um, just making sure that everything runs smoothly around this bitch and everything is copacetic, as my very dear close personal friend says all the time to me. Sometimes he doesn't use it always in the best context, but <laughs> yeah, you, you catch the drift. And also to get some brand new equipment and just really keep this show as free as possible for all of you. Or all you. And of course you could use a unique URL, which you hear uh couple times throughout the show for our commercials you could get yourself an amazon's audible service going for your first 30 your first 30 your first 30 or 30 days you can get your free downloaded audiobook regardless if you keep the service after the 30 days if not you keep that book and it's yours we still get kickback we still get uh you know a few dollars from amazon you know they are sponsoring this show and all the content under the tfe banner and where if you do keep the service you pay $14.95 a month and we also still get that kickback and that will also help us out a great tremendous amount and not to mention again if you are not able to donate monetarily or you're able to donate monetarily and you still want to be attached to me and my company or just me or my company i mean again pro-choice you can join me on social media at TFE Navarro. Again, that's T-F-E-N-A-V-A-R-R-O on Facebook or just look up James Navarro. Again, don't be afraid to say hello. If you're going to friend request me, please, you know, say, you know, state your name, gangster, and let me know who you are. And uh, just say hello and, and 
I, you know, I, I don't bite unless you provoke me. <laughs> but uh, TFE Navarro on Facebook, or just look up James Navarro. I TFE Navarro on Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. You can look me up on James Navarro as well. It's the same profile picture that you'll see everywhere on social media, or you could follow my company on social media as well at TFE Worldwide, all one word on instagram facebook instagram facebook twitter and tfe the franchise entertainment on linkedin we will be back here next week for our fourth episode already i feel like as soon as i get to the handful of episodes five we're gonna be we're gonna be cool it's gonna be a cool scene around here you know because it just it's just getting past as they say the sophomore jinx it, to use an artist term you know you put out your big you know your big album your big banging album and then you try to come back and duplicate that same success that's the sophomore album and then you have your third album which we're already on so to speak and then your fourth and then your fifth once you get to your fifth it's like okay you have a real body of work here but i would kind of say that these shows are almost like they're almost like um like albums in a way but i'm going to try to keep this as going as long as possible and entertain you the listener and of course keep you informative excuse me be as formative as possible and give you as much information as possible about the motherland trinidad and once again Please be safe out there. Happy Diwali to everybody, to all my fellow Hindus, all my fellow Trinidadians. And even if you're not Trinidadian, if you're Guyanese and Jamaican or you're, you're Guyanese and Jamaican, yeah, if you're mixed, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 it's right. That's right. I, I didn't mess up. I'm not that tired. I didn't know what I was saying there just now. But if you're, you know, you're Guyanese or you're Jamaican or you're Bayesian or you are you know, whatever race, color, creed, or religion, and you're just listening to the show, and you're learning about Trinidad, or you like to get re-familiar with Trinidad, or whatever the case, you know, whatever floats your boat, please join us back here next week, as I will be a bit more focused, and I will be a bit more less rambling-like. Anyhow, that's it for me. Ali, I finish. I'm gone. TFE Radio, Trinidad in the books. Be back here next week. For our fourth episode, let's keep this ship rolling and on a good positive note. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. (laughs) I do not know what I'm saying. Anyway, I'm out of here. Have a good night, everybody. TFE Radio Trinidad.